0: This is Absolute Rally, powered by the Kielder Works team. Cordless tools tailored for the world of motorsport. Hello, everyone.
1: Welcome to Absolute Rally, Episode 18, Season 21. Um, I'm just going to come right out and say it, I'm still fucking devastated by what happened at the weekend. I'm just going to put it out there straight away. I'm still, I'm still struggling. I'm still gutted. Uh, it has to be said. So, uh, so there you go. So I'm just going to put it out there we're going to discuss it a hell of a lot more um we're, we're, we're back up to full strength well I, I use the term full strength very very lightly my therapy group which uh makes up of uh jack benyon hello hello how are we doing i'm, I'm okay i think i'm all right i'm all right now you're yeah, here do you know
0: what i've done this week tony go on i was so embarrassed at how bad i did on the wheels quiz the keelder wheels quiz that i out? bought final temps coasters to do some research <laughs> If you Olympic. don't know what I'm talking about, go and have a look at Final Temps' website because they're selling coasters made out of rally wheels, which are very cool. <laughs> yeah, nice touch. Well done, mate. Well done. Yeah, Dan does a cracking
1: job. Uh, Ryan Champion, hello. Hello. You all right? Yeah, not bad at all. How, how's everybody else? Very definitive there. Very, very assertive with your... Yes, hello, I'm fine. I'm, I think I'm okay. Yes. There's yeah, no, yeah you're, not, you're kind of more, easing your way in.
2: More or less over the, uh, the British... Motorsport, sporting disaster of a weekend,
1: yeah. Yeah, okay. And um, the man we know is Trevor, but some call him Father Jack. Hello, Trev. What's your story?
3: <laughs> uh, my story's good. I started testing again for next year. First rally six weeks away. Can't wait. What, you've
1: started testing?
3: No, everybody oh, else. Well, I was
1: just going to say that. You, you can't come out every time like that. We could have do little a bit more on now.
3: You should know but I don't need to test. We're straight in there. <clears throat> it's easy as a co-driver, Jack, I'll tell you.
0: Yeah, anyway. Um, it's not oh. easy to be as polite as me, Trev.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely an art. It's about the anniversary of that coming up close, wasn't it, the Christmas stages? <laughs> it was, yes, yeah. It was? Was that was two
2: That's, years ago? I still,
0: have, I still have visions of Ryan throwing me at a barrier.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you
1: see? Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> um back into the present we are going to talk about of course what speaking of barriers and race circuits and everything else we are going to talk monza um we are going to talk obviously we always work on the proviso the results given we know what the results are um i just i just wanted to just run something past ryan a little bit before um you know we were all for Elfin. He says, you know, he's, he's done a couple of pieces since obviously the weekend. No, no regrets. I um, benefit to hindsight. Was this, was the strategy wrong? Should he have been pushing the way he was pushing? Um,
2: it was close though, wasn't it? And, and if he, you know, if he was in fourth place and Ogier was leading, which, which could have easily happened if he just backed off a little bit, then it all came down to power stage points. And, you know, we saw how tricky Monza was and would you have wanted to fight for it over the power stage? I mean, you, you could argue with hindsight, maybe that was a safer option, but I think he was on a, you know, pace he, he thought was was sensible. Um, you know, I mean, let's face it, we all saw the corner he went off on and and it was just plain, plain tricky. You know, the snow was coming down heavily. Um, it, they were slowing Auger down. Auger locked up into the same place. I think, unfortunately, it was one of those things. But no, I think he, you know, he he had it under control. He was driving at a sensible pace, and uh, and one of those unfortunate things happened. And you know, for I saw a few people say, "Oh, well, you know, he's he's just going to take it steady all weekend." Like I said, if he'd taken it steady, the way things were going, Auger looked like he was going to going to lead the rally and win the rally, and he had to stay in touch with him. So. Uh, you know, unfortunately, it didn't work out the way he wanted, um, and Anoije did what he does best and went, won another world championship. But uh, I think he can be proud. Uh, you know, both Elfin and Scott of the of the season they put together. They were fighting at the front. They won two rallies, and they'll be back again next year with you know with one of the best cars with a good chance to do it again.
1: Speaking of coming back next year, Trev, this is something we always comes comes to you, and we, you know we've all made comments, and I think everybody's talked about it in the press and maybe even himself the confidence he gained from obviously making that switch over to Toyota you know this is this one of those moments where you know could define him almost you know it's almost as much as becoming a world champion that 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 just missing out feeling and and coming back and, and coming back again and coming back is equally strong again could this be deemed to be one of those defining moments for him as well equally FE takes the
3: learning is usual thing um, just going back if you don't mind I'll go back and just finish a little bit of what Ryan was talking about or add my contribution to it so on that stage he was actually what was it nine seconds up on everybody else nine K so second a second k taken off everybody means he was on a push for some reason he decided and only he knows he was uh, only so
2: four up on Auger though I think uh,
3: yeah but it doesn't matter, you know, if you look at his, his, his splits from the previous stage, he wasn't on that pace. Uh, but, you know, that's it. So if he, t- if he took a learning for, remember, those three cars got round the corner in front of it. Oj, oh, yeah, take your point around. But also, OJ could have been distracted when he saw Elvin to the side of the road, and that might have left him later with brakes. But it's just strange, you know, on those roads that um, I think, I w- if it would me, me, you know, with, with a minute, uh, spare to fifth place I would have I would have looked at that side of things A little bit more But I'm not going to criticise Alvin Evans He did a fantastic job And uh, his head will be in next year Same as it was this year He was taking one rally at a time And he'll definitely learn from it Of course we know Having a, a longer contract Having a load of testing Having a car that he loves uh, Set him in a good stead We didn't expect him to be up there With the, the lead that he has had most of the year, uh, so it'll make them stronger. That's definitely one thing that uh, that Elvin Evans does, and, and Scotty. So they'll come back, uh, fighting fit, uh, back into Monte Carlo and remember what happened in Sweden. So, uh, yeah, all, all good stuff,
1: I think. Jack, uh, I, I, I we, we spoke before we started recording on this, I found it incredibly difficult to watch. Um, to the extent where I, I kind of just opted out and just kind of just kept on checking the stage results and stuff like that, the, you know the, the the fantastic EWRC guys, you know, I, I I seen some screen grabs of 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 one team in particular using EWRC, which I thought was quite quite telling, really. But uh, how was it for you? In, and you know how how relaxed or rather nervous were you over the weekend?
0: It's quite um, yeah. I think the the organizers did a, a pretty good job of the event. I think. I, I kind of tried to spend the whole weekend just remembering the pandemic and in the back of my head and thinking, you know, if, if this hadn't have happened, the pandemic, I mean, then, you know, we probably wouldn't be at this event and, you know, we'd probably be, you know, finishing the season in a, in a normal way on a, on a, a, a longer rally, um, you know, probably... uh you know, in, a, in a, a more exciting event, let's say, in terms of actual pure driving for, for, for the guys out there. So, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult. I think you just have to approach it with a, a kind of uh, a knowledge that, that things are not normal this year. And it was better to have a rally than not, I think. And, uh, you know, I think uh, I've seen some criticism of the the stages on, on on the Monza track and, and stuff like that. And do you know what? If, if that's your opinion, then you know I can't argue with you. I think it's, uh, let's say it's an acquired taste watching WRC cars, um, you know, fl- going around uh, bales and chicanes and stuff like that for for two days or, or whatever. So you know, I, I totally understand that view, but I think given you know what the WRC has faced this year and, and the difficulties, I think it was better to have a rally than it wasn't. And I enjoyed you know seeing the competition and you know it's actually nice to see these guys get a, a new challenge because you know we, don't, we we don't like to go on about circuit racing or anything on this on this podcast but you know you pretty much get drivers you know, they're, they're hitting an apex every lap. They're doing the same lap of a track every lap. And, you know, they're fighting for a thousandth of a second or a tenth of a second or, or a second. Whereas, you know, rally, and you get that, that test of, of conditions. You have to rally what's in front of you. And, you know, there's 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 so many, you know, so many uncertainties that, that face you across the course of a rally. So doing something a little bit different like this was, was nice to see the guys out of their comfort zone. And you can see from the order. Um, you know, and, and how things actually played out over the course of the weekend. That it did catch drivers out, and, and and did make things a little bit more interesting in in terms of offering something a bit different. So, you know, I think it's positives and negatives, Tony, in terms of how the event went. But you know, for me, I I just enjoyed the fact that we got a rally to end the year, and that, that we saw a new challenge for these drivers.
1: Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up on 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 friend of the show and somebody I I, I, I speak to quite a bit who writes writes in M, and I'm gonna quote something that he he put MN in, in, in this week's edition obviously looking back at the events, I'm not entirely sure whether I agree with the statement but basically um the I think the wording was um OGA steals it I'm not entirely sure I'll come to you first right did OGA steal it I don't think he did uh,
2: I think if he'd stolen it, it would have been on the last you know, the last stage, wouldn't it? Nicked it at the end. Um, I mean, I, I guess it was Elvin's to lose, admittedly. Um, but uh, you never rule shit out to you. <laughs> How many times have we talked about that on this show? As long as he's still in the hunt for a rally or in the hunt for a championship, you, you could never, ever rule him out. And uh, inherently, he was probably feeling... Way less pressure than than Elvin was. Um, you'd have, you know. I think we we saw Danny Sordo go well early on, but as soon as the conditions became changeable, and as soon as you saw that snow coming, uh, yeah, like you you just bet that Ogier was going to do the business, wouldn't you? So did he steal it? I mean, he, he picked up the pieces, but he but he did what he does, and he was there to pick up the pieces. So um,
1: yeah, I, I know what you're saying on that, Trev. I'm 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 a I think Ray agrees with me. I, I think I, I just think I just think Sebastian OJ is too good to steal anything. I just I, I genuinely I know he had a, a little moment uh, I think on on early on on the first day, but he didn't seem flustered throughout the entire rally really.
3: Yeah, he's lucky again, isn't he? Hey. So he, he ran a little bit wide, uh, brushed off the fence, got out okay. Neville launched into it and got caught up in it. That's one. He uh, overshot again on a junction where it was safe to do so. Uh, he was going that little bit slower on both those occasions. Uh, now, if Sordo and Lappi hadn't got their penalties by missing out a chicane, uh, they would have been up there and mixing a bit more. Would that have made a difference those years? Probably not. He's got this consistency that he always has. He can push on when he knows it's safe to do so. Those conditions are so similar on the Saturday to Monte Carlo. Uh, and even he eased off in one stage where a lot of people got a bit of ground on Why did he do that? Because he's got this sixth sense. His reactions are a bit better, better than everybody else. He was consistent all weekend. Everybody else made mistakes. Elvin made one small mistake and That cost him the championship to that point. Anyway, who knows what would have happened the rest of the day and the next day? But uh, he just is so consistently fast. That's the difference. So not that he stole it. I think other people gifted him.
1: Jack. Um, again, I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm still kind of coming to terms. with it, I suppose a little bit at the moment. I'm, I'm still. Uh, I did allow myself to dream. I think it's probably the best way of putting it.
0: Yeah I, I can understand that I think um you know I think he only stole it if you if you only if you if you isolate the whole WRC season into Rally Bonza because you know OJ had the engine problem in Turkey and you know he's they, they, they've both been adapting to new cars and I think Ogier's struggled a little bit more at least at the start of the season to to really hit the ground running in the in the Aris but obviously he's kind of hit his stride a, a little bit later on but you know I think uh I'm not too worried about Elvin. I think he's he's at the age, about the age where, you know, the previous few WRC champions have won their first titles. You know, I I don't think this is, you know, the end of the road for Elvin in terms of him fighting for championships. I think the the one kind of, um, you know, kind of probably negative way to look at it is that um, in hindsight, you know, if, if OJ had been leading the championship halfway through the season, maybe he wouldn't have come back next year and Elvin would have been, you know, Ready to uh, to win the championship and and without a Sebastian Ogier, but as Ryan and and Trevor have rightly pointed out, you know you can never count Sebastian Ogier out of a championship fight, and I think I've been the one who's I think the one Ryan was kind of jokingly referred to. It was spoken about this a lot on the podcast, so I don't think I need to say anything else about you know Ogier over the course of a season. But you know he's coming back next year now as well, and he's going to be thirsty for another championship. So it's going to be uh, even tougher for Elvin next year if if we get a you know a, a long WRC calendar, the pro, you know the proper um, you know, kind of calendar that we're used to for, for Elvin to challenge Sebastian over that length of time because I think, you know, Elvin has been the standout for the majority of the season, but also I think he has benefited from a shorter season and, and not having those mind games and those, you know, constant battles with Sebastian Ojo over the course of a season where I think uh, Sebastian probably would have won over, the, over a longer course, so obviously he's won anyway but you know what i mean it's it, i think i don't think it would have been as close and i think sebastian would have been a you know a, a runaway winner in the end so we'll, we'll never know that's hindsight but you know i think uh, i think elvin did a fantastic job this year and i think he's uh, if anything he's proven to himself and he's proven to to everybody else that he deserves to be in the wrc at a time where there's some very good drivers sat on the sidelines and you know he's uh, he's proven that he's got the ability to win rallies and, and fight for a championship
1: OK, uh, I'm going to keep my opinion to myself on this. I am just going to ask a very simple question of all three of you. Um, Ryan Champion, GOAT, yes or no? If you're talking
2: about Sebastian Loeb, yes.
1: Not Sebastian Ogier. <laughs> Uh
2: For me, I would still give it to uh, to Loeb. Uh, I, know, I know all the three manufacturer thing, all the rest of it, I still give it to Loeb.
1: Uh, Do I even need to You said it was a simple question. Okay, well, that's fine. (laughs) Trevor,
3: Agnew. We still don't know. OJ is still going strong. So I reckon OJ is probably more of a favorite at this point for lots of different reasons. I think he probably had more competition. Three different cars. Uh, He's back with Toyota next year. Let's make sure he's in a Hyundai in 2022. (laughs) There'll be four different manufacturers he's had to go with. And then that leaves him at eight. Will he go for nine and will he go for 10? I don't think so. I think he's starting to look at uh, bigger things and I don't think he's going to try and equal or beat that record.
1: Uh, but who knows? Jack Bangin. <sighs> it's, know it's, hard, it's, hard, it's,
0: hard, it's hard, you know. It is difficult. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Ryan, I think, and stick with Loeb.
1: Uh, I'm, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you mine and, and to be fair, I'm, I'm more on the side of, of Trevor, to be honest. I, I just think... Um, having, and, and I know Rye, you were around it, and as you were, Trev, um, during the, I suppose, the, the early days and the heydays of, of, of Sebastian, um, Loeb, um, I just feel that, and you can only beat what's in front of you. So I'm going to put that caveat in, which is exactly what Sebastian Loeb did. But there was a hell of a lot of privateers that, that bulked up that championship during those years, uh, when we only had M Sport. Ford um, and Citroen Racing, obviously. Um, There was lots made of the Citroen um, budget compared to what M Sport were working with as well. Um, And yeah, I just think if you look at the number of teams that have been around over the last seven or eight years and the number of drivers that could quite clearly probably would have took titles if OGA wasn't there. Yeah. Um,
2: can, you, can I just say, you said you were going to ask a simple question, so I thought it was a simple answer, with not not a half say, an
1: hour debate. Yeah, but what I was what I was going to do is just buy me buy me sometimes to actually speak for the change. So, you oh, know. yeah. Yeah, I was uh, waiting for that. Well, you've got your own
3: train set. Yeah, I'm not allowed to mention it. No, I, don't, I keep that keep that to myself. You are. You,
1: you're in John Desperate The only reason why you come on is to promote your own shit. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's
0: harsh. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, in, in, the of, in the words of Fat Man Scoot, when that train rolls off the track, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, let's go. <laughs>
3: it's Fat Man Scoot. <laughs> what a great name. Oh, you know what? I'm going to oh. have to find that
1: music now. We
0: need
3: we need have that on the side of rally car, don't we? I'm going to I'm gonna the, have to find the, that the music. The, the, the FM, the, FM? Scoot. What?
1: What? What? Is that? Is that, Is that is the tune, isn't it? Jack. Good start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'm going to have to get that. Fine. You'd be. Su- I'm going to try and find that for the edit. There You go. Um. Right. Um. So yeah. So I. Sorry. My, my my answer kind of rambled on. Why would you change yours now, Ryan? Off the back of what I've just said. No. Uh, uh, there no you go. Like, are you like, what are you, uh, you winging <laughs> about? Like
2: like like Trev said, uh, Oji still got his opportunity to uh, to change all of our minds. So uh, yeah, no, I'm sticking
1: with it for now. Okay. Thank you. No, no problem at all. Um, Trev, uh, Adamo's strategy, absolutely spot on. Of course, they're now manufacturers' champions, which is exactly what he set out to do. Yes.
3: Uh, yeah, uh, well, he won it twice in a row, so he's doing something right. Uh, his style of management, let's say, would be a little bit different to what I would. Do, but you can't argue with the man; he uh, he's he's got it right with the driver lineup that he, he had, and they've won the manufacturers twice now. Took it down to the line this time, but uh, yeah, everybody everybody played their part, including Craig Breen, uh, who was part of the team last year. I don't think he contributed points last year, but he he certainly did this year, and great to see. That he's in with a shout, and it sounds like, according to David Evans, he's always right. That he's got a third car deal with Danny Sordo next year, which should be brilliant.
1: Yep, and he's also still doing other stuff as well. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack, um, as and I, I, I always, I, I always kind of use the I always use the, the football manager analogy. Um, but yeah, you know, we kind of forget. Oh, I don't think we do. But as rally fans, I suppose we're all guilty of just looking at who won the World Drivers Championship. But of course, for the manufacturers, that you know, they got exactly what Adamo got, what, exactly what he wanted. From a team's point of view, he got exactly what he wanted. And I suppose, in many ways, as much as he'd like both, if they win the manufacturers next year and somebody else wins the drivers, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to make that much difference to him. Or am I getting that
0: wrong? Well, he didn't draft in Freddie Adu or Fernando Cavanaghi so <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't true football manager championship <laughs> manager status, was it? But he's drafted in just about everybody else, hasn't he? You know, how, how many t- how many times through the year do we talk about Hyundai's decision making when it comes to drivers and what they do and how they rotate and stuff? And then at the end of the year, you know, the results on the on the piece of paper, isn't it? So I think they've done a good job. I, d- I don't think. Um, you know, I don't think Monza was particularly... I don't think they had a particular tactic for Monza and obviously losing Thierry was a a big blow to them, but they still managed to to wrap it up anyway. And, you know, I think, you know, that was the... That was a big thing for, for Elvin, I think. I think he felt a... Uh, a responsibility when he'd gone off not just for his own championship but for for hurting toyota's chances and obviously tommy's on the way out as well and i think they all wanted to send tommy off for the for the work that he's done with a with a championship so so that was a, another sad element of, of of elvin's crash but you know as, as i said earlier i think you can't just judge the the championship on on what we get we get we get drawn in don't we as sports fans and it's and it's fine to do it um you know, to to get drawn into the championship finale and, and, and forget everything else that's happened over the course of the year. But, you know, the World Rally Championship isn't won on Rally Monza, look, luckily for, for some people. Um, you know, it's won over the course of a year and it doesn't matter whether you've got 50 rallies or five rallies. You know, the, the, you, you have to play the rules that you've got in front of you. You have to put the, the personnel in the right place. Um, you know, everyone from from the mechanics to the drivers, um, you know, you have to make sure your parts are, are well sourced or, or well manufactured. And you have to deliver a car that's going to finish, you know, some of the toughest events in the world. So, you know, I think Highland I have done a phenomenal job and for any criticisms that, that Adamo gets for, you know, for, for the way he manages things or his personality or, or anything like that, I think... Um, you know anything that you can say can be uh you know beaten by the result sheets he's done a fantastic job since he's come in he's done a lot of restructuring not alone he's had a lot of help doing it as well but you know he's been the spearhead behind all that and he's been the face of the the changes and and the kind of let's not call it the new high on eye but you know a bit of a refreshed kind of uh, approach and you know he's done a good job so you can't really take that away from him right um
1: and I, I think we've, we we have covered everything but you know, we, we do tend to forget, really, just how important this manufacturer's crown is. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure when when he first went in there, that's exactly what he said he was going to deliver.
2: It's vitally important to the manufacturers. Um, so, so it's, uh, you know, huge for them to win it twice in a row. And um, I think what is interesting, I mean, you've just talked on his strategy, uh, but looking at it the other way, I mean, I can't imagine... I don't know, here's one for Gary Boyd, but I can't imagine ever in the history of WRC has a team's drivers finished first and second in the drivers title uh, title race and yet they haven't won the manufacturers. And that's exactly what happened with with Toyota and it just shows how how strong the third driver element has been it. I and I to do that. Um, we've seen Danny Sordo scoring uh, fantastic points. We've seen Craig Breen scoring great points as well, and and that's what's won them the championship. And and as I said, you know, to finish for Toyota first and second in the drivers' title and not take the championship is, uh, you know, is really a, an odd situation.
1: Absolutely. Um, I wanted to talk about driver lineups. Funnily enough, um, you know, I think Trev, you mentioned it before. Obviously, we are getting some quite positive vibes, and I think Craig was very positive last time he was on with regards to. Where 2021 and where his destiny was going to be. Uh, I'm hearing some other things as well about, um, you know, extending a little bit more what he's done this year as well. Um, so, you know, fingers crossed for there, but uh, just, just coming away from Monza for a second. And, and we, we've talked about Toyota. We've talked, of course, about high and as well. And of course, we, we, we we're kind of left with M Sport. Um, and it was a very, 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 very tough end of season Trev for, for the guys at Sport, and you've got to wonder I suppose what the future holds for the, the three drivers that they had out.
3: Yeah well I think Lapley was fairly adamant that he wouldn't be in the car next year. Um, I don't know how it worked commercially this year but he did have money he didn't need to bring to the team uh, where he would have been paid by someone else. So um, <clears throat> And it's just, it goes just, back to the same thing. There's just so many, so many reasons why M Sport, you have to admire them for staying with this championship because commercially it doesn't make any sense. Um, and I just feel that if they continue into next year, the drivers that they're going to get. So if you look at Lappi and Sunan, you know, the two of them have worked together over the years and together that they didn't feel that they were getting enough testing, etc. So you can't really blame M Sport for that. They have to do what they can with the budget they've got. Um, and I think they've done a good job, and at times they have been very competitive. Uh, but it's, it's just so awkward now. It's, it's, it's hard, you know, even with like a team of Yoke, who's invested a lot in Sunan over the years. So at what point do you say, okay, they don't have the budget to have all this testing for the latest development parts to compete against two manufacturer teams. So what's their goal at the end of each season? What are they hoping to achieve? And then on the back of that, what's the value for anybody investing in the team? So it's just a hugely challenging thing, uh, and they can't sell rally cars. And again, just look look at the cost, look at the repair bills, for World Rally cars on this event. So Greensmith gussed it at an issue on the first day, took a wheel off, and then he had a fairly substantial crash on the second day in the same spot as all well, the Christian baby. Now, I wouldn't like to be paying the repair bills for those two cars, but somebody would have to. And it just shows you just how unsustainable the championship is in its current format if you didn't have high-undown Toyota. Uh, right, um, I
1: I suppose if we if we do the crystal ball thing, you know the other two teams we know have made that short jump from Monza uh, over to do some Monty testing. Of course, with the the big change obviously happening for next year is the control tie with Pirelli, so that both teams are already now on the Pirellis testing this week. M Sport are not, not going to be making that decision; they're focusing on their driver lineups. But um, I just don't know who we're going to see in those cars next year. I really don't. Um.
2: Well, I think I think there's a good chance we'll still see uh, Timo Sardin in there. Um, as, as Trev just said, you know he has the backing of, of Timo Yoki. There isn't options for him anywhere else, so I think it's likely we'll see him there. Um, obviously, uh, Lappi doesn't have the benefit of, of Timo Yoki's support, so I guess that's that's the issue there. Um, we've seen Adrian Fourmore doing uh, a huge number of rallies in uh, you know in a. A rally two car i i wouldn't be surprised if we see adrian formore step up into into the, the wrc car he's got back in from the ffsa um, obviously he's been well grounded with M Sport now so uh, that wouldn't surprise me if those two drivers were in there um, and, and let's hope that they have a more competitive season, we know they held back on engine development or rather the engine was ready to go for the middle of the, uh, the 2020 season the, the brand new engine, they chose not to run that because they still had engines to use up so there is the new engine coming for, for the new season um, you know, and let's, let's hope they've got some new developments as well to, uh, to move things along
0: everyone, this is John Desborough, commentator and presenter on the World Rally Championship. I'm hoping you've seen my debut novel, Breaking Point. If you haven't, check it out on eBay. It's a roller coaster ride of deceit and blackmail from a golden age of the WRC. And like a good rally, it starts fast and gets faster. Breaking Point, by me, John Desborough, on eBay, now for 7 dollars 99
1: Welcome back to the next section of Absolute Rally, Jack. Um do we do do we do we want to be you know do we want to do fantasy team management? I think uh, I've got a funny feeling, probably Brian's not a million miles away from what he's just said. I don't know what the plans are for, for, for gus, i've not I've not spoken to Gus for a few months, um, you know, whether he will be back, but obviously, you know, could we see for, for Mo, you know Sunin, Greensmith. Is that going to be a lineup? I suppose it's it's certainly feasible, I guess.
0: Yes, yeah, definitely feasible. I think obviously the the primary thing with with M Sport is that the driver has to bring budget or or basically um, receive his, his salary from elsewhere, like Trev said. So I think um, you know a, a lot of that will come down to, you know, Malcolm. Um, doing a bit of wheeler dealing and, and making sure he's got the best driver possible in the car, but also someone who can help the team move forward and, and, and bring that budget. Obviously, Ezepeco is being paid by Citroen this year already, so um, you know that kind of helped him out and, and, and made him an even more attractive proposition to, to someone like M Sport at the start of the year. So, uh, you know, I'm not massively surprised to see that Ezepeco will be moving on. I think if I was Toyota, I'd be Paying him a big amount of money to come and do some testing in Finland, because um, Ezepeka loves his family and, and really values that time at home that he spends there with with his with his family. So I know he'll be um, you know really excited at that prospect, even if he hasn't got a, a full time seat next year. But you know, being back in Finland with a family and doing a bit of testing for for Toyota sounds like a, a nice little job for him. But you know, it'd be sad to see him miss out on a seat as well for for next year. So it's going to be interesting. I think um, you know, obviously. Uh, is, uh, there's going to be a lot of upheaval and a lot of change. I think Andreas Mikkelsen will be quite high on people's lists. He's done a bit of testing of the Pirelli tyre, so he's going to be, uh, you know, a, a very nice uh, prospect for for the teams out there as well. So there's plenty of uh, there's plenty of fingers in the pies, isn't there at the minute? I think I, I tell you one thing that we, which of
1: course, did start happening towards the latter part of this very short season. Of course, fellas, is that um, there was a, a, a fourth high-end die out. Um, obviously. It was it was out for 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 uh, Ole Christian Baby on the last event. and uh, Jack who was the who was the other driver that was it the French driver young French driver
0: Pierre Louis
1: yeah obviously he had it on on some of the rounds as well I just wonder whether we're going to see you know perhaps even a high end I two team um, coming back but it's not it's not sustainable Tony
3: um, I don't understand, like put yourself if you were la- if you were EP and you had to go and find budget to compete in the 2021 championship. Number one, how much money do you need? Number two, it depends, of course, where you're going to source your money. It could be, it could be chicken feed to, to a lot of people who are very, very wealthy if you get the right people. Um, but to, to run a campaign where you're going to make a name for yourself or compete for the championship, which is all he's interested in now, he doesn't want to downgrade the WRC 2 or rally too. So what would you do? And in Finland, we're talking about here, if you're going to be able to get sponsorship, you should be able to get it in Finland. And the way his body language was, the way he was describing things, he thought, you know what, I've had enough. Uh, I don't want to fight for this. Um, It just, for me, it sounded very defeatist, but he's probably right at the end of the day. If you were investing in the World Rally Championship as a commercial, a way to earn a few quid in time by getting a return on your investment from a driver going to a manufacturer, how does that model look at the minute?
1: It it, it doesn't look great. And I'm I, I suppose I'm looking not looking at necessarily from a commercial point of view. I'm just thinking about available seats. Um, and we've talked about Andreas, of course, you know where's he gonna be? Is he gonna have to find budget to, to, to be? Obviously I don't I don't see him in a high end I2 team. I think probably we see him perhaps in an M Sport team of some sort, maybe bringing budget. I've seen a couple of things as well, you know, just putting it out there, you know. We know the the commercial awareness and the, the the backing that that the Solbergs have created in the past, and of course we've got Oliver, you know, be, being very much uh, almost like a Pirelli ambassador, working with obviously PETA, you know, the Monster Energy drink thing as well. You know, could we see you know Oliver Solberg taking that jump up, Trev? You know, and and creating you know this. You know, uh, Norwegian rally team. Even though I know he has a Swedish flag on the back of the car, but you, you know what I'm getting at. That's what. You yeah, know, I'm just if
3: sure. Pedersen's got anything to do with it, of course you will. You know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't put your money on anybody else. There is backing than than uh, the Solberg. Look at what Henning needs to do as well. So of course he's in a fantastic. Uh, position, and again, just remember the contacts that Petter's made over the years, you know, and, and people who have invested in him will continue to invest in Oliver because of the return, you know, they're national heroes in in, in Norway, so it's a huge thing.
1: But is there is there some scope then? That's where I'm going. You know, we we spoke about Andreas, of course. You, you you bring those two together, and you've got this, you know, almost the pride of Norway um, type situation where you know perhaps. That could be, you know, that could be a team within itself. You know, could that be, you know, uh, alongside the M Sport team?
3: It, um, it would be a hell of a wr a rally two plus team, which is what we need. We're craving for a rally two plus team. I went to EAP to watch it a couple of years ago. The Cars, competition is great. They just need something a little bit more aggressive, more theatre. If you've got that, then the championship, as we know, would just explode. There's so many different teams that you could have in there, in with a shout. You have 40 or 50 people trying to get in the top 15. It's mad. It's just an obvious thing in the interim. And Manufacturers still need to sell combustion engine cars, but you definitely need to introduce an electric car class. Ryan, who does some work with Toyota, will know, of course, Toyota have just announced they're below zero. So not below zero, that's a different thing. (laughs) Beyond Zero. (laughs) You're very close to both those brands, Ryan. Um, uh, The Beyond Zero all-electric car, which is going to be very similar to a RAV, which will fit alongside nicely a Hyundai Kona and a Ford Puma, effectively. uh, There's an electric one of those. That's where I think the folks should be going, and it should have been going a long time ago. Um, we're starting to see some manufacturers getting a little bit uh, edgy around Formula E now. Uh, maybe that's not where they want to be. Uh, we're seeing Extreme E grow rapidly, and even our, you know, friend as you, Molly Taylor, a fantastic seer announced this morning, uh, driving for Rosberg, and that alongside Johan Christofferson. And it just takes manufacturers once that I, I really fear that uh, the World Rally Championship is gonna have a big competitor when it comes to extreme e. the interest is gonna be from the casual viewer. Uh, we don't have anything really for the casual viewer. I, I back. around was talking about Formula One briefly, and I think he was alluding to George Russell at the start of the show. I never looked at Formula One for many years, and still I watched the Netflix documentary, The Drive to Survive thing. And Jack and I have a conversation about this because I, I binge watched the last of it. Because of that, I got interested in because I started to learn a bit about the characters. So now, this year, I've watched about three different Grand Prix. The one at the weekend, I have to say, was fantastic to watch. My interest in that was resurrected on the back of that fly on the wall documentary. We've nothing like that in Rallying. Can you imagine what that would have looked like? A Netflix, Netflix fly on the wall documentary on Monza and how that would have gripped people. So there's just a few things that need to be done a little should, bit better, should, I think, to make should, this championship go.
1: Sure, the last thing I remember like that, and I think, I think, the timing of it was perhaps slightly ill fated. Was uh, right engineering the world championship when they were with Prodrive and that documentary that followed Prodrive around and it was when I think and it's you know, the Discovery
3: it's, Channel one you're talking yeah about.
1: yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um, it wasn't a great time, was it for Prodrive? Or have I got am I remembering that right? Was that when they just made the, the switch to the hatchback? I can't quite remember.
2: You're testing me. oh, my memory of it there now as well. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it,
3: it, it definitely wasn't the best years for ProDrive because I was there at the time for some of the rallies, Yeah, yeah. But that's part of it, isn't it? That's part of the yeah uh, yeah and you're right
2: the, and the, F, the in in F one I mean that's it's what it's important it like yeah it's been about the characters I mean uh, in the first series the you know the arguments between uh, Red Bull and Renault at the time over the engines and that's what made it you know that's that's what made the show like you said
3: yeah. and I, I think Mercedes are mighty relieved that Netflix weren't embedded in their team at the weekend <laughs> <laughs> I
1: guess so I guess so but um, but yeah I, I suppose. You know, I, I suppose I'm having this moment and I'm going to bring Jack back in here. Of, of, you know, we all, we, we've we done really well this year. Normally this, you know, for probably the last three months of the last four years, we've been fantasy team managers, but we, we, we haven't allowed ourselves to, 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 to fall into that trap for obvious reasons of the shortened season and all what's going on in the world. But if we can allow ourselves that moment, you know, th- there is drivers on the outside. You know, Andreas has been mentioned, you know. Is, is, you know, has, has Oliver Solberg done all, you know, all he can now? Um, or do we still see him trying to do WRC2 perhaps next year, having, you know, conquered, uh, the junior section of ERC as an example, you know, or are we going to see him in a wheel car?
0: I think for Solberg, it's, it's, if he's going into the WRC, it's got to be along someone a bit more high profile and a bit more experienced. So Mickelson would be a perfect example and and someone who would be ideal to, to go in alongside. I don't don't think you can put Solberg in as the team leader at M Sport and expect, you know, so much from him in his first season. So I think, I think if they are going to make the WRC step, you know, the Solbergs are clever enough to, to make that with, you know, a, a situation surrounding him that is going to be, something that is worthwhile. Otherwise it's better for him to do the, the WRC two again and, and and try and win that because you know we've seen with Cali this year, you know, he's had the he's had the fastest car on, on you know in the WRC effectively. But no one's been expecting him to win rallies in his you know what is his first season you know proper in, in the WRC full time. And I think that is because he's gone in alongside two very experienced drivers, obviously one of them being a multi World champion, and, and the other one being a very strong driver who's emerged as, as as a rally winner this year, you know, consistently. So, you know, I think Cali's really benefited from, you know, obviously there was that initial limelight, like, you know, in the first few rallies. How how is you know, one of the youngest drivers to come into the WRC in a long time. How is he going to get on? Um, but but you know that kind of faded after the first few rallies, and, and he was kind of left to to go about his business. And and that's what Solberg will need if he comes into the WRC. He can't be having the pressure of, you know, leading a manufacturer team and and, and being the one who's being relied upon to score points at, at that stage. And you know, I, I, like I said, I don't think the I don't think the Solbergs will do that, but. You know, I, I have to agree with everything that Trevor said there. There's there's some flutters going on in Formula E at the minute about manufacturer pulling out whether they want to carry on um, you know, doing that. Championship. And it just goes back to a few weeks ago and we're having the discussion about, you know, manufacturers themselves not really knowing where things are going and and that makes uh you know predicting what's gonna happen in motorsport extremely, extremely difficult. Um and, and extreme coming in, extreme E coming in as as Trevor rightly pointed out is a uh, you know, it's something new and shiny for manufacturers to get in, involved in. And they're going to be looking at rally drivers as a, a, a perfect, uh, you know, a perfect thing to slot into their teams. And, you know, Sebastian Oje is already doing testing on, on the car um, or, or has been doing, has been advising the championship about the car. So Is that you know, still think-
3: current, Jack? Because I haven't seen that mentioned uh, in the last few months. I'm just wondering if he's still an ambassador for
0: it. I don't think he's driven the car recently, but as far as I know, he's still sort of giving, uh, you know, insight and, and advising the championship on, on what they're doing. But to be fair, the car's built now and it's been tested. So there's not a whole lot in that department left for, for, for yeah. Sebastian to do, I think. But, you know, I think, you know, Jaron Christofferson is a, is a, you know, another one who's, um, you know, someone who's very marketable and, and could have gone very far in rallying if he'd carried on. But, you know, he's been he's been drawn away and I think a few others have been drawn away by the money that's in. Uh, you know, extreme E and some some drivers get a bit disconcerted with the WRC or, or not not able to bring the budget are going to look at that very uh, you know as a very attractive option. I think.
3: Well, my point is, you know, you've got a buggy there effectively in extreme E. Sorry if I'm doing disservice. What it is, but you can easily see how manufacturers will create their own body to put on the top of that. You know, I mentioned Toyota, the platform that they're building, their they're all electric platform will be shared with Subaru. And, you know, I haven't had have to look too far behind us to see the Solbergs relationship with Subaru. So it's, it's, it's just, I just fear that unless we completely do something about electric, even have an electric car class, um, we've got to do something to, to make it enticing for manufacturers because we're just going to lose them.
1: Yeah. Um, just just completely aside, just going back to the documentary thing. Did, did you actually see... We the movie, Trev. I haven't seen it yet. Now watch it. Yeah, honestly, find okay. a way of watching it. And yeah, it is. It is everything you've just described that we probably need, but it's obviously not mainstream. Yeah, Um, and that's that's. But I I watched it around the time it came out, and it just came to me. Then I was thinking about. I thought I was thinking about engineering the world championship, which is ages ago. i was thinking there's got to be something more, more recent. And Oitanak the movie, um, absolutely excellent and kind of gave gave a a really good insight into, to his character and 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 everything else as well. So, uh, have you seen it, right? Have you seen Oitanak the movie? No, I haven't. I haven't.
2: And uh, like you said, it'd be. It it's just be great to see more of an insight into, into the characters in the sport because, you know, we see them live now, which is fantastic for covering the event, but, but in some ways we just see the same thing on the same events, albeit different, different stages, you know, it's different stages, different locations, but, you know, let's find out a little bit more about these characters. What, you know, what, uh, what, what drives them? What uh, what do they do away from the events? And, you know, it's, it's something Sky have done very well with F1 um, and now Netflix, as we've talked about. He's bringing a bit of an insight into these drivers. Um, but just touching back on the uh, Oliver Solberg thing, I mean, Oliver um, was interviewed after Monza at the weekend, and he was quite adamant. He was staying in an R5 car. Um, he Rally 2. Out- well, Rally Two car, it's still <laughs> R five, and if you look at if you look at the front of the Citroen that won Rally Two, it has R five big letters at <laughs> the front.
3: Don't anyway. to go at me. I didn't
1: blame you Do right. You know, what? You know what? I'm glad you mentioned <laughs> right before. Right. You... It
3: might not be Rally Two, it might be Rally Three, Trev. How do
2: you know? Right, <laughs> right. Stop. But Stop. Anyway, no. Let me finish the point. So Oliver did say he wanted to stay <laughs> in that category, though, and okay. that, and that. Um, it looked more likely a Rally 2 programme in WRC for him. That's what he wanted to aim He did not. He said that himself he didn't want to step up to a WRC car yet because he didn't think he had the experience. Uh, and then rumoured last night was uh, a team with Mickelson and Solberg in Rally 2 with Toxbo.
1: OK, right. I just want to mention something because you've just mentioned the the, the, the Citroen. Um, we, we've kind of missed out on something in the sense of we've now we 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 we're all very whenever you ask you know, I am probably going to give this away here, but Trev, if I ask you to name an R5 car don't take the mick about rally Ford and everything. if I ask you to name an R5 car what would be the first one that came to mind said so clearly piss off <laughs> uh, jack it's god of me yeah
2: uh, ryan yeah uh, i agree scoda or or ford
1: yeah we we trev's just been an, Knew, no, um, <laughs> but because he knew where the point I was going to go. We've not, we, we, we've not really, because I don't know what. they just didn't get off on a great footing, did they But of course, they've just won WRC two. They've just won uh, ERC. Geez, I'm call it IRC then. They've just won the ERC. Um, very. I think they've won the French Championship as well. I think they've got like five championships across the world that that car's now won. Yeah, but I think
2: I think you hit the nail on the head though. Um, they didn't. They struggled with the previous generation of R5 car. This one didn't get off on the right foot, and ultimately they need to sell them, don't they? So you're exactly right. What better way to to sell them to, to get them out there winning?
1: Yeah, I, I, you know it's 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 just unless you kind of know you, it's not the first one that you know even rally people go to unless your name's Trevor Agnew, obviously. But right, uh, well, still, the but gotcha. you remember
3: as well that a bit of a shit fight with the Royal Rally car at the point was introducing this car as well. Maybe all the focus from that has gone into it to make it better and more reliable and faster and a winning car.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, right, boys, we're, we're headlong into to, to any other business. One last bit of business. Um, I spoke to the guys at JWRC. Congratulations, of course, to Chris and Son for becoming a JWRC champion. Uh, we were going to have him on this week, but uh, various things stopped us from doing that with regards to recording times and things like that. So hopefully when we uh, when we know what uh, he's going to do with his, his prize and everything, we'll, we'll, we'll do something with him and the guys at JWRC anyway. So there you go. Um, Jack, have you got any other business this week? I have. Am I
0: going first? Yeah, that's what I asked you. All right. Fair enough. Um, first, I have to ask a question. Oh. And it's uh, a, two, a two word, a two word answer. <laughs> or, or a one-word answer, if you like. F. O. Oh, no more than two. Who was the star of the Monza Rally? Tony, you go first.
1: Star of the Monza Rally. Um, Don't to too much. I'm going to go. I, I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go. I'm torn. It's a Toyota driver, and I'm either going to go Tacker or I'm either going to go Sebastian Ogier. I reckon Jack's thinking Danny Sordo. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, come to me, I'll come to me in a minute you, you go with yours Trev I, I, <laughs> go on I'll go Tacker. go on Trev has all to right.
3: be Osier yeah. why would you not go Ozier? Yeah?
2: Brian, Andreas Mickelson completely dominated uh, in Rally 2 uh, you're all wrong uh, <laughs> I
0: love that it was, it was it was it was me right sorry Jack do any of you know do any of you know why off the top of your heads no oh I'm you've got that. some I, computer no. thing going on. No. oh Trev you're close you know Soon you uh, will remember that at
3: Scott we did
2: WRC.
0: We've all kind of forgot
2: about that. go on changed their don't teams think, in the last three months? No. I
3: mean, don't don't think you should have brought that up somehow Jack, because I was oh, going right. to avoid it like a plague. Oh, because
0: right, I mean, you okay, look well, at the
3: overall standings.
0: Well, uh, maybe that's what my annual business is about, Trevor. <laughs> go on. Uh, a special shout out to Tony Simpson, who is the top absolute rally podcast host in. <laughs> the Absolute Rally League in 12th. Well done, Tony. 12,342 points. Yeah. 12th isn't bad, you know, I'd be happy with that.
1: Yeah, I no, I'm all right with that, mate. I'm all right, but, you know, I, 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 I had visions of being on the podium. That's all I'm saying. Uh,
3: Sorry. Think, about. Of the, think of all those changes you made during the year to make you uh, <laughs> <laughs> competitive. Ryan,
0: Ryan, you were 14th, so two places behind Tony. Not a bad effort. 12,144 <laughs> points. Well done. Congrats. The winner was Owen Moynihan, so well done to you for winning the Absolute Rally Podcast Fantasy WRC League. That's not a mouthful. So thanks for playing. Uh, But everyone knows, before Rally Rally Monza, everyone was looking at the Battle for 70th. Yeah, it was huge. It was a massive Battle for 70th, because heading into Rally Monza, I was on the tiny sum of 8,612 points, whereas Trevor was over 300 points ahead with 8,976. And if we uh, recount the scores after Rally Monza, I have jumped ahead with 10,183 points, and Trevor is on 10,177. So Trevor gets the forfeit and has to go and do a day's work at Kilda. Of course, yeah, had forgot about that. That was the forfeit for losing the league. That's so, amazing. I can't wait to do that i've actually really gutted
3: that I yeah like I lose <laughs> 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 wow that's brilliant so, i can't yeah, wait to do that when, to get to when able to distance and do all of that yeah, yeah. yeah. i'll be not going on my way up there I'll, but seriously I'll,
1: I'll, I'll come over and cheer you on.
0: Will will you? Yeah? seriously thanks for everyone who took part we really appreciate it and it was uh although 2020 kind of interfered with the uh the, the banter back into after each round because we all forgot we'd done it. Um, <laughs> yes. We still really appreciate that everyone entered, and we're looking forward to uh, doing it again next year with How you. many
2: how many Both entries it? in the
0: absolute rally league, Jeff? Oh geez, do you know what? Hang on, Hang
3: seventy-one.
0: On. Hang on, no, no, <laughs> no. Stand by, stand by. One hundred eight. Well right. okay. wow.
1: good effort. I, I, I was I, I was the top top absolute rally guy.
0: You were the top absolute rally guy. There you go. Um, of course, of course, Gary Boyd had two teams in the top five. Yeah. Of course he did. Because he's Gary Boyd. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> he's
3: Gary
2: and, Boyd.
3: Tw- and 20
2: teams in the top 100. But
3: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, it has uh, happened again, Ireland took out another world championship. Because effectively a world championship and an absolute rally around the world. So Owen, well done. Congratulations.
1: There
0: you go. There you go. I am, um, kind, of, I am, I am kind of worried. I'm kind of thinking of a disqualify Tony for only having Tony S as his name. So I'm just it, assuming that it's Tony Simpson. It's, yeah, it could be me. Tony S. Anyone? No, it's, it's, me, it's, true, yeah. it's me, It's, I it's me. I think you're going to have to supply your email address to prove it that it is you. It could be
1: that Tony
3: Smith, couldn't
1: it? Uh,
0: right. It's, it's me.
1: Just deal with it. Just just, just deal with it. Does Colorado?
3: anybody ever call you Anthony?
1: Uh, only policemen. Really? <laughs> yeah, true. Absolutely <laughs> true story. Uh, I'm I, no, I, 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 I was i was christened anthony so that's th so uh, my name is actually anthony simpson um but the only people who ever called me anthony were policemen and teachers when i was in trouble oh you get Truthfully. called a lot then uh, I, I did to one point in my life yeah i can guarantee it <laughs> 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 so that's a different podcast altogether trust me that's like a podcast with it itself anyway uh ryan champion you're any other business
2: Well, I had quite a few on my list, but we've ticked them all off and talked about lots of things as we've gone through this. Um, The final one just to talk about is uh, the Mull Rally, which um, is an incredibly popular event. Now, I guess this is one of those events that if if you're a UK rally fan, you know all about what the Mull Rally is. If you're listening from overseas, you maybe don't. But it's uh, traditionally been one of the most popular events uh, in the UK. I think the last time it ran, the entries filled up in half an hour. Um, And yet they've put out a consultation to to totally rejig the format. And and to say it's caused controversy is a slight understatement because um, traditionally Mole started, uh, I think it was late on the on the friday night or, or sorry i should say it started on friday night and then ran late through the night into the early hours and then there was uh, some stages on the on the saturday afternoon in the, in the daylight and then it ran right through into saturday night again and everybody loved it because it was it started as a road rally there was lots of uh, stages in the dark again and it was a, a real real challenge and they've put out a uh, a proposed route where it's uh, it's two legs, much more daytime running, um, more like uh, conventional office hours, like like more traditional rallies. A, a few stages in the dark, but a, a significant change. And um, obviously, the the competitors that love the event are saying, why do it? And and in the statement, um, it talked about a few things from from Mull Rally. Uh, one was they they wanted to attract new competitors. Well, that seems a bit odd when you entries are filling up so quickly having said that they do talk about residents marshals rescue crews and if if this is driven by um having less impact on the uh you know the residents of mull then you can totally understand it but at the minute there isn't uh, there isn't really a A clear understanding of of why that's that's been launched, that consultation, and and quite what will happen with it, with everybody uh, being so critical of changing the route. So that's that's one to watch because it's a rally that's close to uh, the hearts of many rally fans and uh, and many competitors in the UK. We'll
0: have to get Duncan Brown on. I know he uh, occasionally listens, uh, at least I know he... uh i mean at least i know he occasionally listens he might listen to every episode but i, I know he does at least listen every now and again so uh, maybe we can get him on to come and explain a bit more about that right yeah
2: and, and and like i said if it's if it's to do with um you know looking after the island and uh looking after its residents and not disrupting them then you then you completely understand we need to do what's what's best for you know the the residents of where rallies run but to, to say it's for the competitors benefit i don't think i don't think most of the competitors agree with that one so we'll keep an eye on that
1: very much so very much so trevor agnew you're any other business
3: yeah if ever we're going to go on a road trip we'll have to go to mull i think as an absolute rally road trip that's that's the one to do isn't it I think <laughs> good before. yeah so uh get organized jack thanks just send me the note of where i need to go uh <laughs> Dimitri, you're, the, you're the co-driver <laughs> no, but you, you're, you're good at all that uh, Dimitri Irmuth actually won the European Rally Championship so this is a guy who was sacked by Mr. Lukin prior to the last round uh, I don't know if they're going to have a physical prize giving where they all get together at a venue because that's going to be interesting <laughs> isn't it uh, Maybe they'll be spurred by having a virtual one of some sort and getting the trophy sent by courier. Who knows? Anyway, good good on him for winning the championship after all that shenanigans that went on. Um, Volkswagen apparently have pulled out of motorsport. Did you see that?
0: Yeah, yeah. they
3: have. Yeah, that's a bit of a blow, isn't it? Uh, I wonder again, will that be a temporary thing? Are they going to change the brand? And again, there's just this wonderful ID3 coming that. It fits in with every single thing that Volkswagen want to do with 50 billion euro investment in electrification. I don't think it's the end of it, but it's quite uh, startling to see that they're actually coming yeah. out of the, and, the and if, R5 car.
2: And they've closed, closed Volkswagen Motorsport, haven't they? And, uh, yeah. and and all the staff are moving to other departments. Really sad.
1: Yes, yeah, indeed. Very much so. Very much so. Uh, Many of the business this week, um, we've, we, we already mentioned it. Fantastic sportsmanship from from elvin it's been mentioned in so many other places as well um but i wasn't surprised in any way shape or form boys to be honest with you to see what elvin did obviously to 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 warn other drivers um what was all right question here question
2: here as most of us have competed and and i wasn't surprised at all um to me would it or or put it the other way i'd have been more surprised if he hadn't yeah here's here's the thing for you guys right or not would you have been more surprised if he hadn't I would have been yeah. more surprised if he hadn't. Yeah. yeah, and 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 I fully expect him to do it. And uh, not only, you know, is it, uh, you know, he had lost the championship, but you you want to protect your car, you want to protect your teammate, you want to protect your team, and it's just something you would do anyway, isn't it? Just as as a as a good egg, you know. So uh, I know we all see this footage in Russia where they're all rolling on top of each other, and and Finland for our Finnish listeners, but for me, that's just something you do
1: yeah thanks for interrupting but yeah i i, no, I, I, I agree think, you know, I, was, I was quite surprised that you know yeah. people other
2: people were surprised by it put it put it that way
1: yeah no absolutely absolutely uh and my other any other business i watched it last night um is the it, it's slightly well it's, it is rally and it's it's not rally is the um the new jim Carner video which with, with travis pastrana in the subaru is, Have any of you boys seen it yet
0: that boat's an interesting color
1: it is. It is. Um,
2: I'm gonna have to, touch. I just see the colour of the board.
0: Yeah. Oh my word. I, I think I've got something wrong with my eyes now. <laughs> <laughs> to, after looking at that, but... <laughs> that's that.
1: that's not from the boat, Jack. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, boys that's that's the end of of, of of this season of unnormality normality. Eighteen episodes this season and to get us to the end of this year what we've done. Um, and we've done an array of other bits and pieces, but we're going to have a week off and then we're going to come back with the FFS Christmas quiz. Woohoo! Yeah, which is which is, is, is pretty much already done. I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll. Um, So, yeah, so, so there you go. So strap yourselves in. um, Folks, we are going to have a week off and then we're going to come back with the FFS Christmas quiz.
0: I can't, I can't wait sa- to see how you're going to stack this against me. Who just, won it last year? Just You took it away from me last year. You stole yeah. it. Did I?
1: Who's is Ryan, Ryan? Champion, defending champion. Then
3: he is. Yeah. yeah. You send me the answers every year, and still can't beat him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, <clears throat> it, it is going to be it's going to be slightly tweaked again this year because the format, to be fair, has evolved over the last four years. So um, it's not going <laughs> to it's not going to talk about your socks again, is it? I see that was really good that year. I thought I, I the Impossible Quiz, the inc- Impossible rally Quiz. I thought that worked quite well, but you know we will have to look at the downloads for that one and, and come back but um but but no this is this is um this is th- no I'm, I'm actually really happy because i've been writing it now for about six weeks so uh so there is some of this stuff that
3: is oh, Jesus. there's no build-up to that then is there yeah I so if it's shit after six
0: weeks work <laughs> i'll never do it again before, before organized chaos then we have to say thanks for uh taking the time to organize it and also thanks for hosting absolute rally through a what has been a very difficult year for a lot of people and I imagine, uh, you know, hopefully they've enjoyed listening to uh, what you put together every week, so thanks so much
2: We yeah, just, just have to thank
0: you really for sharing your train set yeah. Exactly, and looking forward
3: to the next season where we've got 22 episodes that'll be amazing
1: We're not going to do 20 episodes, we're going to be season 22 and we'll be back in banks of 10 episodes I know this is something that bothers you Trev massively. She <laughs> <laughs> doesn't bother me in the slightest It's complicated <laughs> You seem to have an
3: issue with doing X number of episodes. No, I don't. I've explained this. Look, Man, this, so is, that's this
2: is the that, bit that, where that, this, this, this,
1: this episode is going to just fade out with you and me arguing <laughs> about this. Right? That's where it's just going to go. It's like it's listening shit.
0: to two monkeys flinging shit at each other. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's like.
3: Is that PC? You like to say that?
0: Well, yeah, uh, everyone else swears. I know, that's the first time I've ever sworn on Absolute Rally. That's a, that's an occasion you can mark if you like. You can put that on your bingo cards.
3: God, you must do better, Jack.
0: Sorry, and on, I apologise for a... my poor language.
3: We oh, don't get him in the co drivers seat. He's potty much co-driver. Jack, this... You wouldn't have him,
1: Ryan, Is this, Ryan? Is this the, the way? Oh, is this the... Would. Yeah. Is this the way this season is going to end? <laughs> is this? Stop it. Man. Am I am I really listening to how? Yeah, anyway, thanks.
0: <laughs> Bye. See ya. I'm out of here. Absolute Rally. Powered by the Kielder Works team. Spread the word and download the podcast every week.